Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Mogul Marathon Real Estate Podcast. We highlight keen investment insights and strategies so you can become a real estate mogul. Here's your host, Yannick Kujo Virgin. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mogul Marathon Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Yannick Cujo Virgil, and I'm very, very excited for our special guest today. Today, we have a guest that is an expert in the parking business, and it can really add and boost your commercial real estate value. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to dive into how you as an operator need to pay attention and listen to this value add strategy as it relates to growing your commercial real estate portfolio. Today's guest is Sam Medill. Now, Sam is an accomplished entrepreneur and has over 35 years of business experience. He once owned and operated several restaurants, simultaneously ran a tourism firm, and finally founded a valet parking company. Over the next 20 years, that company became the nation's premier provider of hotel parking services with over $300 million per year in sales and 14,000 employees in over 50-plus cities. And Sam is also passionate about mentoring entrepreneurs, structuring deals, and he is a believer in human capital and has proven ability to motivate and drive the people he leads to their highest performance levels. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you very much, John. But much of pleasure. Thank you, sir. Sam, for the listeners who don't know who you are, you know, give us some insight on your story and how do you get to where you are today? Okay, well, um, let's see, back in 1986, um, I ran into a, a, a gentleman named Jerry South, and Jerry was uh, in the military, and he just got out of the military, and he was a valet parker at the Harbor Beach Marriott in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I, at that time, had bicycle uh, pedicab rickshaws were driving through out Annapolis, and I was bartending at the time, and uh, Jerry and I met, and he was telling me about his valet parking experience, and it just so happened at that time that a hotel was being built in Annapolis, and it was perfectly set up for valet. It was a new hotel, and it was called the Annapolis Hotel at the time. It's now called the Graduate Hotel here on West Street. In Annapolis, and we were able to convince the owners of that property that we could manage and run the valet parking for them, and that led into building the business from there. We met uh, a gentleman named Lee Pillsbury uh, from Fair Lodging, and we ended up working for Mr. Pillsbury in Annapolis, and Mr. Pillsbury took us to Florida, and then that's when Mr. Kelleher was building the DoubleTree brand. He saw our product on the front drive at Mr. Pillsbury's hotel. Next thing you know, we were in Austin, Texas, in Philadelphia. So we had to build a, a business model on how to grow, you know, how to build a, a city wrapped around a, a good, strong leader. And from that, we just continued to, to operate in mostly at that point in time and through the next 20 some odd years in the hotel valet parking space, the clean-cut, well-groomed, perfect uniform, name tag on the left-hand side, well-spoken ambassador in front of your hotel. We used to say, you know, Mr. General Manager, you wake up every day and think about putting heads in beds. We put wake up every day 
and think about putting cars in spaces and we deliver a better first impression at your front drive. So that whole elevator pitch was our, our mantra. And before you know it, well, it took 30 years or so, but we had, you know, 700 locations around the country. And today the company called Found Park still exists and it's run by, you know, private equity groups, but um, that's how we built this business from this little idea in one hotel in, in Annapolis, Maryland over 25 years. My partner was very good at using his military experience and transferring that military experience to at that point, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and other things were happening where the valet parking business was, you know, wasn't very polished. So we added that kind of military approach and that uh, those relationships really helped us go from there. That's fantastic. So for listeners who are trying to just conceptualize, you know, valet parking, it just seems like such a boring asset class, right? But you've been able to amass over 300 million in sales. I mean, that is very, very impressive. You know, why should someone as, let's say, you know, someone who maybe has a, a parking pad that's being underutilized and they don't really know what to do with it, you know, why should someone be interested in leasing it out from a parking perspective? Right. Well, Yannick, that's a good point. You know, in Annapolis, after all those years of being kind of micro-focused on the valet portion of the business, we we really never went after our local neighbors in the city, which now I operate for them. Small parking lots. Um, I'll give you an example. One of my customers is a gentleman named Nick Pallas, and uh, he is an attorney, and he has a building on 75 Franklin Street. You can Google Earth it if you wanted to take a look at it. But, you know, it's got 19 parking spaces. And uh, Nick needs that parking Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 for his tenants. But he just so happens to be right across the street from the Banneker Douglas Museum. He's in a great restaurant area. He's easily walkable to the downtown area. And when we have the big citywide events in Annapolis, People come from the DMV and we use various triggers to get them to park with us. But now Nick was able to take that 19 spaces and with us managing that lot, we put a meter in the lot, a parking meter, which is kind of fading away and more technology is coming into play. We also have aggregators, we call them like Spot Hero. People make reservation parking. So now Nick is making about Seven, eight hundred. Sometimes in the summer, I give him twelve hundred bucks. So he's making seven, eight thousand dollars now a year in this asset that he really never made before. And he likes the revenue. No, don't get me wrong. But also, it's kind of a way to go to your appraiser and say, "Look, you got to add this to my cap rate. This is non-cash. This is a bonafide revenue that I'm bringing in. It's almost like I'm a tenant in his building on nights and weekends." And so that's one like small, you know, example of uh, of what happens um, in, in the commercial space where if you're in a city and that city has a what I call a parking culture, meaning street paid parking, then all of a sudden these private lots, the funeral home, the church, the small office, the law firm, there's an opportunity on the weekends when your tenants are at home to find a company like us, parking management company, to come in, manage your lot, 
make sure that the trash is picked up. So when your tenants come in Monday morning, everything is good. That's fantastic. And, you know, as an operator, we're always trying to find ways to extract the most amount of value from our property. Right. And and I quickly just did the math there, you know, $7,000, let's say over a five cap in a given market. I mean, that's $140,000 just by implementing parking on the nights and, and weekends in a space that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise. I mean, how does that work operationally from a landlord facing your company, you know, when you're approaching an owner, right? Is it on like a five-year lease? Is it like lease? Like how does that now, structure work? Right, Yannick. So what we do is, you know, it's I'm and basically I come and I partner with the owner. And I what I do is I I'm a 50-50 partner in the operation. I supply though the labor, any labor that we have, I supply the equipment and the technology. And then um, at the end of the month, I'll, I'll send the owner, like I send Nick a um, parking statement at the end of the month that says, hey, Nick, here's what happened this month. You know, we had the boat show. So, you know, when we have the boat show in Annapolis, you know, one of my operations team is going to be there to greet the customers and when we have Navy football and things like that. So I'll give Nick a rundown of what happened and what transpired during the month so that he knows that I'm on top of things, that I'm pulling different levers. As you can say, hey, Nick, we had a pride parade in Annapolis. We got a lot more people on Spot Hero signing up for that, coming from the DMV. And, you know, your lot was was very active. Or I'll let him know, hey, you know, we had a really good month, except, you know, we had that bad rainstorm that washed us out on that really good Saturday. So I keep that customer really up to date on what's happening. You'll get his check. You'll get his parking statement. It'll break down. It'll say, well, the meter did this much. The scan to pay technology where you scan and then that did this much. And um, then uh, your spot hero revenue reservation parking did this much. And this is what we netted. You get your half. I get my half. And again, sometimes the, the uh, percentage is different, but that's how I kind of do my relationships with uh, my customers here in Annapolis and in College Park, as a matter of fact. Yeah. That's amazing. So I think that is something that many operators really do not know about and really need to look, know about. Because we're always scratching the surface and clawing and trying to get the most amount of juice for the squeeze and the properties that we purchase, which ultimately is being returned back to our investors. So having an ability to use any sort of parking, you know, that's already on the property that you're getting zero return on, (laughs) converting that into some sort of return is, is a very, very compelling opportunity. And I would assume that the owner doesn't really have to do much work. Like, what is that? look like from an, you know, maybe a startup cost perspective? Now we take care of all the uh, opening expenses and we handle the enforcement piece because that's more labor intensive. Anything we make on the enforcement piece, we keep a hundred percent. The approach that we take is I wouldn't want everybody in Annapolis to know, but I haven't towed one single car in Annapolis since I've been doing this since 2017, I haven't towed one car, but we're there. We show presence. We pop in and pop out. Uh, we make sure that we are active. And I think sometimes companies in our space, they start to get a, get way down the road with technology, which is great. Technology is great, but they forget that you have to still manage. You have to manage the property. You got to be there at a certain time. 
you got to pop in, you got to communicate with, uh, with the customers and then with ownership of those lots. And the owners basically, all they do is they say, okay, you know, they turn over the parking to us and we, uh, we manage that for them. You know, again, sometimes it's nights and weekends. Sometimes it's 24 seven. You might have a property that you just purchased and you're thinking, you know what? It's going to take a couple of years, similar to my operations there in College Park with uh, Ben Allman and, and the Discovery District. Over a period of time, I knew that that asset was going to eventually be developed. But, you know, before you go to conditional use and before you actually start to dig dirt, there's two and a half, three years of parking revenue that you can generate. And that'll help you pay your property tax. That'll help you, you know, manage some expenses administratively. And that's what I did at, uh, at the University of Maryland is generated a lot of revenue for them that they would have never had the opportunity to capture and it helped with their expense burden. That's amazing. So I would imagine that, you know, the, the typical market would be, you know, an area that is high trafficked, right? Maybe, you know, a property that is a a retail, you know, or an office building that's in the middle of maybe a central business district that has a lot of traffic, you know, maybe some nightlife that can be associated with that, that's close to, you know, venues and, and entertainment and such that would primarily be the target asset class that your company would be seeking. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, you know, those type of cities that, um, you know, have that kind of activity, like Annapolis is always, always something going on in Annapolis. It's, you know, like we've got the commissioning week coming up, but we've got the Naval Academy graduation. We've got commissioning week. And once folks go to the Naval Academy stadium, then they come back into, into downtown and they look for, you know, a place to park. I mean, one of my really, successful, I would say, is it took me 30 years to convince in Arundel County schools to let me manage their parking right downtown at the Annapolis Elementary School. And we've done a really good job since 2017 with them, where we've turned over almost a quarter million dollars last year to the county school districts for disadvantaged kids that are getting Chromebooks. And it's money that that that's newfound revenue. I used to drive by that location and see the gates down. We're not there when school is in session, but when school's not in session on the weekends, when there's boat show, we turn it over to the PTA. So the PTA gets still do their thing. But um, on the regular weekends, we're there managing it. And we have an agreement with them where we turn over that revenue to Anne Arundel County School District. And they're using that money for good things. So that's a, another way that things can happen that uh, can help the community. That's fantastic. I mean, the ability to just create additional income for your property is so, so important for commercial real estate investors today. And just by utilizing, you know, engaging your company and providing those services to operators is certainly, certainly a value add. Hey, listen up. If you're an employee, business owner, or professional athlete with money in the bank, earning 0% return, and you're thinking about passively investing in real estate, well, you need to check out our ultimate syndication guide for passive investors. This free guide absolutely covers everything you need to know about passively investing in real estate syndication or just real estate in general. 
If you want access to this valuable resource, go to MerlinAcquisitions.com slash Passive Guide to download the free syndication guide for passive investors. That's M-E-R-L-Y-N-N Acquisitions.com slash Passive Guide or head over to the show notes and click the link to download. Now let's get back to the show. So talk about, you know, the maybe the technologies that maybe you're working on or some of the things that you're transitioning to. I know that you mentioned, I think you hinted that the fact that there are some meters that are on the parking, uh, you know, spots that you work with landlords, but you're transitioning to maybe something that's a little bit more technologically, you know, efficient. Talk about that as it relates to the advancement of parking. You know, if someone is is interested in in working with your company as well. Right, uh, Yannick. So what happens during the pandemic, there was a big, you know, concern about touch points and meters and hands on different, you know, on, on the actual meters themselves. I mean, look, I'm a little bit old school. There's a lot of people in my generation that, that are comfortable with putting their credit card in. They've used those meters, those multi-space meters on city streets. They're comfortable with that. They put their card in, they pull it out, they put, estimate their time, they get their ticket, they put it in the dash. But over a period of time, things have been evolving a bit and the new systems are coming into play. I like to use multiple systems, multiple revenue pools. One is, you know, the meter, if it makes sense, you know, a meter in Annapolis where I'm getting a lot of folks from DC coming down, they like the meters, but more like one of our locations in Fort Lauderdale, younger people going to the beach, they use now scan to pay. So you go up to the, the uh, sign, and you scan the QR code and they, what we call a chat bot will communicate with you and say, Hey, welcome to Fort Lauderdale. How long are you going to be in the lot? Three hours. You push the thing and you know, then maybe you're out at a restaurant. You'll get a notification that says, Hey, you're, you're getting ready to run out of time and um, you want to add another hour. So, so some of that stuff is happening. And then, like I said, you know, using these folks like spot hero where, you know, like when I have the, Penn State Maryland game at home at Maryland, uh, I can put up my parking on Spot Hero and people will reserve. I call them the plan parker. They'll reserve those spaces. I can get a little more for it because they're reserved. And it's incredible. I mean, people will just sign up and make sure that, you know, they have the parking. Some people will come and I call them the impulse parker. And then when, when they come, I'm there with the scan or the meter or whatever they want to use. I'm, I'm there to collect basically. So, but it is gravitating, you know, the meter, it's kind of slowly going the way of the typewriter, but it's not there yet. I think a lot of people are wanting it to go quicker, but it's still a valuable tool that I use. That's really, really cool. I didn't think that people were really serious about reserving parking. <laughs> but that's a, that's a serious thing. You know, I, I would say myself, you know, I'm the guy that's driving around just, you know, is just going to keep driving for like 20 minutes until he finds that one perfect parking spot. And, you know, my, my fiance is telling me, you know, just go pay for parking. I'm just like, no, no, I'm, I'm never going to quit. Right. <laughs> so I'm that type of guy. But certainly I would love to pay for reserve parking. And I think that's something that I'm really, really interested in now. Yeah, exactly. Spot Hero is a good app for that. You know, it's been around a long time. Another group called Parking Panda started in Washington and they gravitated and sold Spot Hero, but it's a good tool. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, 
you know, if someone is interested in, let's say, you know, they have a parcel, uh, a property that they can use these services, they have a, a parking pad that, you know, is, is pretty much dormant, you know, throughout the night, but they're located in a good area. You know, what's the best way for our listeners to contact you or just learn more about your company and how they can employ that on their commercial real estate assets moving forward? Well, great, Yannick. So you can read Sam at sam at offcampusparking.com. S. Medill at Parking MGT, but it's easier to remember. I figure that Sam at offcampusparking.com. And that'll come to me and I'll help anyone that's uh, looking for that kind of um, managed situation and help out and uh, help to raise the value of your asset. We're also, as a company, we look to potentially partner with, purchase properties that we could, you know, manage as a parking asset for a period of time until the right development comes into play. So, we're out there looking for parcels ourselves and partnering with people as well. But Sam at offcampusparking.com is a way to reach me and I'll get back to you right away. That's awesome. So Sam, we had a great time, you know, with this conversation. Uh, we talked about your journey getting into parking, you know, parking as it relates to uh, increasing values for commercial real estate operators. You taught me a new thing that's called reserved parking which apparently is a luxury high ticket item in today's environment. So thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Mogul Marathon Commercial Real Estate Podcast. Let's take action. Be great today. And remember that real estate is a marathon, not a sprint. So run your own race. Thanks again, Sam. Thanks very much, Yannick. Go Terp. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.